Skill Development Playbook, Season 3, Episode 6. Let's drop some knowledge. Welcome, everybody, to the Skill Development Playbook Podcast. I am your host, Coach TJ. And today's show, we're going to talk about four keys to skill development. But before we get into today, I want to say something real quick. I appreciate everyone that's been listening to the show. I appreciate uh, the interaction I've been getting uh, with different different listeners um, it, it means a lot when you're when you put in some time and, and some effort and, and people are appreciative of it. So, you know, I, I thank y'all a lot. Uh, don't be afraid to share and let other people know about the show. I want to give out as much content and information as possible for people to be able to uh, just continue to learn about the game of basketball. I know when I started 17 years ago, I didn't know a whole lot about skill development. I really didn't know what to do, which direction to go. And a podcast like this, and I know there are other basketball podcasts that you can go and listen to, but as far as I know, this is the only one that strictly focuses on skill development. And for for me, when I first started, I know if I had had a podcast like this that gave me some ins and outs and some information on skill development, it would have helped me out tremendously. So if you know someone that is conducting skill development, they're a coach, they're a trainer, it doesn't matter their experience. Uh, please, please share this with them and let them know where they can find us. All right, so today we're going to have four keys to skill development. Four keys to skill development. And these four keys, they help you when you are putting together your next training session, when you are conducting your next training. And it's going to really help you because there's some things that you want to kind of remember. There's so much that goes into skill development that a lot of people um, seem to neglect or overlook. And well, I guess overlook is more of an appropriate word. But they, they somehow seem to forget and don't understand that these are some things that are very important that you need to have when you are conducting skill development. So let's dive right in and get this thing rolling. So the first thing, the first key that you must have when it comes to skill development is have a plan. I mean, I've said that before. We've talked about it in in much detail. We've talked about it extensively about having a plan, what goes into making a plan, how to create your plan, and that is huge, 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 huge. So if you're doing skill development and if you are putting uh, a player or players through a training session, if you are getting with someone and you're trying to make them better or improve their skills in basketball, you need to have a plan. So when you're putting together a plan, you need to know where you're going and you need to know how you're going to get there. Okay? Well, first you need to know where you are. I'm sorry. Where you are, where you're going, and how are you going to get there? Uh, we can't it, it hurts the player. And when I say hurt, I mean more of, you know, that player is more than likely not to reach their full potential if we don't understand where the player is at. So we can't have players do certain drills just because we want them to do certain drills. There has to be a rhyme and reason and purpose for everything that we do. So we have to understand where the player is on a skill level standpoint. We have to know where they're going, okay? You know, where, where are we taking them to? What is it that we're trying to accomplish? 
You know, is this a player that's transitioning from one level to another? Is this a player that is trying to improve playing time? Is this a player that's just trying to learn certain skills? What is it that where what is it that we're trying to teach them? Where are we trying to take them? And a lot of times that comes in with, you know, your players' goals and what they want to achieve and 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 those those type of things, but where are we taking them? What are we doing? And then once we decide where we're taking them, now we have to implement how we are going to get them there. What is it going to take for this player to go from point A to point B? What is it going to take for this player to go from, you know, uh, coming off the bench to maybe cracking the starting lineup? What is it going to take for this player to secure that scholarship or to secure that contract? What is it going to take for this player to really improve their skills? And you have to have all three of those things. So you got to think in the long-term sense, and you got to think in the short term. And the short term is going to be, you know, well, well let me say this. The, the long-term goal may be to make the varsity basketball team. And then you're going to put together um, a process to be able to get you to that destination. So what do we have to do from where we are to get to where, where we want to go? Some people walk. They walk from one destination to the other. It takes them a little longer than when you're walking. Some people ride a bike. It may not take you quite as long. It's not going to take you as long as walking, but it's still going to take you some time. Some people drive. And when you're driving and you're in control, you have to know how you going to get there. You know, there's going to be different roadblocks, things that's going to stop you. It's going to cause you to slow down. And there are going to be times when you can go faster. Then some people fly. You know, so there are different ways to get to where you are going, but you have to know how you're going to get there. Okay. Number two, game-like drills. Now, I'm saying game-like drills, but we have to understand exactly what that means. I think a lot of coaches, there are a lot of coaches, players, parents, they don't understand the true meaning of a game like drill. They think I have I'm a, I can only do drills that my player can replicate in a game. That's not true. I guess I really shouldn't say game like drills. I should change that to does this drill or the technique that's in this drill, does it translate over to a game? So when we think of game like drills, we we tell players like we're shooting. You have to be able to uh, go game speed, game shots from game spots. You know, so if you're a player in the wing on, on a team and you play on the wing and your team has runs a lot of floppy actions, then that's what you should work on. You should work on staying underneath the basket, you know, uh, single screen on one side, stagger screen on the other. Come off either screen, square up, catch and shoot, and those are great. I mean, that's if that's what they're doing in the game. Then yes, you need you need to drill those. But not every drill can be game like. And my example of that is form shooting. I don't know any coach in their right mind that says form shooting is a terrible drill. A lot of the coaches that I hear say form form shooting. Is an excellent drill to teach players how to shoot the basketball the correct way. And if we want to teach players how to shoot the basketball the correct, the correct way, 
then what we have to do is we have to make sure that they go through the proper form shooting drills. One hand, you know, two hand, making sure their technique is correct. But that is not a game like drill. You cannot do that drill or perform that in a game. But what form shooting does is it teaches a player how to shoot the ball the correct way. It reinforces correct technique and form. So hopefully that player will get in the habit of shooting the basketball the correct way. But it is not a game like drill. Dribbling through cones is not a game like drill. There are things you can do to work on your footwork that are not game like drills. So even though I said game like drills, you have to ask yourself, by me doing this drill, by me doing this drill, will it allow me or this player to be able to implement the techniques and the skills that they're doing into a game? How is this going to translate to a game? I think that's, that, is, that is ultimately what we're trying to do. I want to get them ready for a game, and is what we're doing going to help them, help them perform in, in competition? It doesn't have to necessarily be, um, no, it doesn't necessarily have to be game like, oh, this is, we're going to do the, I'm doing the same thing we're going to do in the game. Sometimes you have to just improve a player's skill. Um, I was listening to a trainer, I can't remember his name right off the top of my head, it's been a while, but they were talking about skill enhancement. I believe it was Michael Lancaster. We're talking about skill enhancement. And sometimes you have to do that. So if a player is really struggling in something, you may have to do some things that they cannot do in a game. But you're enhancing their skills. And there's different ways you can do that. I know some people think the first thing you a lot of people probably think of a clown, what you know, what people call clown drills, but sometimes you have to just enhance a player's skills. Okay, so four keys to skill development. Number one is have a plan. Number two is game-like drills. Number three, footwork. Footwork. Now, these things that I'm giving you are things that you want to think about and consider when you are putting together a skill development training session. So we want to make sure that you have a plan. You want to make sure that you have game-like drills. And then you also want to consider your footwork. Footwork is very, very important. I tell players all the time. There's nothing that that you do in basketball that don't involve your feet. Nothing. Think about it. What can you do in basketball that do not involve your feet? Go ahead. And if somebody think of anything, please email me, text me, something. Let me know. Because I can't think of anything that you can do in basketball that don't involve your feet. So you have to have great footwork. Uh, Everything in basketball starts with your feet. Everything. I was working with a kid last Sunday, and we were doing a drill, uh, a one-on-one drill. And he and the defender started at half court. The player with the ball would, would start walking. You know, he would dribble, but he would walk towards the basket. The defender would be shoulder to shoulder, and, but the defender was facing the opposite direction, so he was walking backwards. And I got this drill, I can't remember where I got it from, I think uh, 
FIBA maybe on YouTube or Manitoba on YouTube, something like that. I can't remember. But the the kid that had the ball, he was in high, he's in high school. He's a senior this year. And the person that he was training with, that he was practicing with, recently graduated from college. Now both of them are about the same height. The college kid's a little bit, a little bit taller. But the college kid outweighs him probably by like 35, 40 pounds. Real strong kid. The kid is like 6'1. I think he told me he's like 205 pounds. But I mean, he's like all muscle. Um, so when when they were going, he would take off and the college player would be able to would be able to turn his hips, get his body into him, and then force him to the baseline. And would let him turn the corner to be able to get to the basket and finish. So the first couple of times they went, he would end up getting down there by the block. He'd pick his dribble up and he tried to pivot and he ended up shooting some off balance shot and wouldn't make it. So the first time I missed it, I missed his footwork. Uh, the second time I noticed where he was stepping. He was stepping, he had the ball in his right hand, and when he stepped with his right foot, he would step towards the baseline towards the actual baseline. So that allowed his defender to open up and then get into him and, and, and push him towards the baseline and not let him get towards the basket. Well, when we switched sides, I told him, I said, uh, hey, man, you, you, you got to realize that this defender is bigger, stronger than you. He's just as fast as you are, but he wants to get his body into you. So he wants to control you with his strength. But since you're not as strong as he is, you have to keep him off of you. You know, you have to be shifty. So we made an adjustment to his footwork. I told him to where to where to place his foot on his first step. I said, try stepping with your with your inside foot, your foot closest to him, towards him. So when he turns, you have him on your hip, on your backside. I said, now you have him controlled, and then you'll be able to get to the rim and finish. And we did it three or four more times on the other side, and each time he got a layup. So that's what I mean by footwork. And, that, and also, here's a, here's a little uh, tidbit. Details are very important in skill development. Coaches, you have to be able to look for the finer details to help take a player from one point to the next. So the details in shooting, the details in ball handling, the details in defense, the details in passing. It doesn't mean you got to be picky or nitpick every little mistake they make. But if there's a detail that they're overlooking or they haven't grasped yet, then you need to share that with them to help them take their game to the next level. So footwork is very, very important. It um, doesn't matter if you're ball handling. When you get ready to attack the basket, you got to have good footwork. If you're getting ready to shoot, you got to be able to get your feet ready. You got to have good footwork. Um, when you're passing, uh, especially if you're playing against pressure, you have to be able to pivot. That involves good footwork. Even, even if you're getting ready to, if you're transitioning from offense to defense, your first three or four steps is very important. How fast you take off, that involves your feet. Rebounding, positioning, how you pivot when you block out. That involves footwork. When you catch the ball on the perimeter, if you're on the wing and that defender is crowding you, your footwork, how you catch it, how you pivot, 
and that all that all that's important. So footwork is very very important. So when you're working with a player, or players, when you're working by yourself, make sure that you understand your feet. Now here's what I tell my players: you want to always play on balance. You want to play in an athletic stance. You want to play on balance. And basketball people, uh, contrary to popular belief, it's not played on your toes. It is played on the balls of your feet. You don't want a player on their tippy toes where their heels come all the way up. You will get off balance. You will become top heavy. You want to play on the balls of your feet. Your heels may be up not even an inch, maybe a quarter of an inch, if at all. But you want to play on the balls of your feet. That's where basketball is played. Okay? So we got to have good footwork. Footwork is very, very important. It can, it can really, really help a player raise their, 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 their level of play. It really can, offensively and defensively. If, you, if a player learns footwork and you couple that with understanding angles in basketball, oh, man. Oh, man. That, that player can be really, really good. I think that's what made Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan, Akeem Olajuwon, all those guys so good. Um, they understood the footwork and they understood angles. Angles. Um, how to drive in straight lines. How to change directions. You know, all those different things to be able to really, really, really take their game to another level. And then the last one. This is it. And then you know, I, I'm going to be done. The last one, number four. And when, again, we're talking about the four keys to skill development. Number one being have a plan. Number two is game-like drills. Number three, footwork is the cornerstone of skill development. And number four, establish a conditioning element. Now, I say that, but I say it with hesitation because I don't want you to think that you have to work a player so hard that they're about to pass out. I don't want you to work a player so hard to where – you feel like, oh, my goodness, or the player feels like, oh, my goodness, coach, man, he worked us to death. Man, I was so tired. And it's not about that. It's not, a, it's not always about that. So here's kind of here's how I look at it. Um, there's a, a coach that I follow and I interact with by the name of uh, Dave Love. He's an a NBA shooting coach. And I, I interviewed him a couple years ago on my podcast, and we talked about, you know, his training session when he's doing shooting. He said, in the beginning, the players that he worked with can leave directly from, he said something to this effect, can leave directly from his training session and put on a tuxedo and, and be in somebody's wedding. So what that tells me is they're not sweating. They're not, they're not, they're not drenched in sweat. They're not, they're not, they don't have the feeling that they're about to throw up. They don't have any of that. But what his point is, we can still get something done. Uh, but it all depends on what it is that you're trying to accomplish. And with him, in that instance, it was they have to learn how to make some type of an adjustment or they have to improve their shooting. And we go really slow. So when I say there's, there should be a conditioning element, if you are working with a player and they are learning new techniques, then you may have to slow them down. 
There are going to be times where you can go full speed, 100 miles an hour, but then there are going to be times when you're going to have to tell that player, hey, I need you to slow down. You know, you're not getting your footwork. Your shot is off. Let's go three-quarter speed. If they're still struggling, you know, let's, let's go half speed. Still struggling, okay, let's, let's walk through it. And there may be some players that you work with that you have to really walk through, go half speed, and they may hardly ever sweat. And that's fine. Because if they're learning something, and then by the end of your 60-minute session, they, they start to show you progress, then that was a good session. So coaches don't, don't always think that the player has to feel like they're going to pass out or they were just so tired when the session is over with. Because remember, there's a difference between training and working out. Now, you can train and have a good workout, but I don't know many people that work out and have a good training session, if that makes sense. Okay, so when you do establish a good training, uh, okay, I'm sorry, establish a good conditioning element, then basically what you're saying is uh, this player, they understand the technique. They know exactly what to do. I can throw out, you know, one word or two word, three word bullet points to let them understand where, where they need to make corrections. If you're doing a shooting drill and the player's footwork is off, you can say, hey, pay attention to your feet or get on balance, and then they could be able to make the adjustment. If they're handling the basketball and the dribbler's getting up too high, you could tell them, hey, get your dribble lower or get your dribble quicker. And instead of having to really explain it if you're trying to get some conditioning in, uh, but you have those, those, those bullet points. So you can establish a conditioning element, but – I think it has to be in a situation where that player really understands what it is that you're working on. So if you're working on a shooting drill, then you want them to have, you know, some good form, good technique, you know, good footwork for the most part. And now you can put them through a really good shooting drill that, that's going to challenge their conditioning and endurance. But if they're not shooting the ball the correct way, then me personally, I'm not going to put them through a drill that's going to challenge them with, with their endurance when it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. But that's just me, okay? So, uh, coaches, those are my four keys to skill development. Number one, have a plan. Number two, have some game-like drills. Number three, footwork is the cornerstone of skill development. And then number four, establish a conditioning element. And this one is a lot shorter, pretty, you know, I did a little better today. But I appreciate y'all. I appreciate everyone that's been listening. Uh, you know, this is fun for me. I love giving back. I love sharing the game. So if there's anybody out there that's listening and you have a question, you have comments, um, you know, if there's anything at all, if, if you just, just want to share something with me, please reach out to me. I can be reached on a number of different ways. I'm available through email, coachtj at mbnbball.com. Um, if you want to connect with me on social media, on Twitter, it's at mbnbball. On Instagram, it's at mbnbball. And also, I have a few videos on IGTV, so y'all be sure to check me out there. On YouTube, this podcast will be available on YouTube. There will be a, vi a video of this podcast on YouTube. Now, my YouTube 
is different. It's one from a from a long time ago that I had. Is in being. Oh, I'm sorry. It's nothing but net b ball. So my YouTube is nothing but net b ball. Y'all look for me there. I do have some videos on YouTube. Um, this podcast, of course, is available on Anchor and. And if you're listening to this on the Apple Podcast, I need you to subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Also, I need a five-star rating. The more ratings I get, then it shows up more, and then other people will be able to find us. Other people will be able to find us. So that is all that I have for today. I appreciate y'all. Until next week, I will see y'all, and God bless.